Have you ever experienced something so crippling in your life that has made you feel broken? I have. Are you someone who has a giving heart but is struggling to feel good themselves? Are you consistently putting your needs aside to take care of everyone else? If so, you're not alone. Giving starts with giving to yourself so that you are able to give of yourself to other people. Isn't it time you took back control and discovered what makes you tick? Join me in my journey and find out how you can feel better about yourself, live your best life, and share that with others. Thinking of yourself, it doesn't make you selfish. It makes you brave. I'm Nelia, and this is the Giving Starts With You podcast. Welcome everyone to another episode of Giving Starts With You podcast. I'm Nelia Hutt and I'm so glad to have you here with us today. I am very, very honored to have a special guest on today. Her name is Alina. Alina is going to be speaking to us about going from a self-imposed prison to becoming empowered and fabulous. I love this message. Welcome, Alina, to the show. How are you? I'm fabulous. Thank you so much for having me. And I, I first of all, Nelia, I have to say it is an honor and a privilege to appear on your podcast and to be um, speaking to your audience. Um, I just, your title alone of your podcast, Giving Starts With You, is just so empowering. And I, I, I want to thank you. Oh, thank you very much. Um, I really appreciate that. You know, it took me a little while to think of what I wanted to call it, but I find that we cannot give to anyone unless we take care of ourselves. So I want more and more people to realize how important that is. So thank you. I appreciate that. Um, do you want to tell me a little bit more about, uh, you know, becoming empowered and fabulous? What does that mean? I am a workaholic. I am now a recovered workaholic, I should say. And I was overworked, undervalued, um, stressed out, and I was living a passion, a passionless life. And I woke up one day and the waking up was not all sudden miraculously like, Hey, you know, like sleeping beauty. I get the kiss and I wake up and I'm just this empowered and fabulous woman. It took a road of me to dig deep and figure out what was holding me back from living a fulfilled and purposeful life. And, and I'm still much of my journey, but what I realized was that I came out more empowered in that by taking care of myself, by putting myself before everyone else, because I can't take care of anything or anyone until I take care of myself that I was more fabulous because I found my true and authentic voice. I had clarity, clarity of purpose, clarity of passion. I had a better message. Um, I am an attorney by trade of 23 plus years. And I realized that if I really wanna impact my fa the families that I serve and my clients, that the best way I can give back is by giving to myself first and by by doing um, journaling and meditation. And I mean, Nelia, I don't know about you, 
but as of April of last year, I can tell you, I didn't know what flow meant. I mean, when someone goes, you just need to go with the flow. I'm like, what is that? I, it, it, that was beyond me. I'm like, no, you have to do, 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 do. Because I was so in the masculine driven mentality that to accomplish and to achieve, you have to keep going and keep going and keep going. And what I ended up realizing when I finally hit that wall and I had that, you know, um, burnout and I burnt right. out that, that, um, it's not about do, do, do it's about being and, and it's about self-love and, you know, really being present and letting go of the past. Um, we as women and I, my audience is more women, um, we forget that we were created to be queens and that we are the ones that handle so much in life and we juggle so many plates and so many balls all at the same time. You know, there's a saying that says God, then family, then career. It's really God, then you. That means me, that means you, your individual self, then your family, then career. And when I say that, is that when you take care of yourself, when you realize that you are worthy and you let go of your past mistakes, you forgive yourself of the shame and the, those negative voices that you have in your, your head and you, you quiet them and you realize how worthy you are and that what occurred in the past created this beautiful, imperfect person that is when you truly step into your greatness, into your femininity, and you will achieve and be what you what you were created to be. Um, hopefully, that makes sense. Um. <laughs> oh yeah, very very. Like you know, word on the street is you're the clarity coaching queen. So I love that, and I can t- I I know a why <laughs> because you're amazing. I love I love the stuff you're talking about. And I truly believe that it's in the quiet moments that miracles happen, that you can really see and feel everything that you need to, to make that change. Absolutely. We are miracle workers. We create miracles 100% of the time. If you were to look at your life and just put yourself in this room, you remove everyone and everything in the room. And you look and all the walls and the ceilings are mirrors. Mm. What is it that you want reflected in that mirror? How do you want to be perceived? And um, it took a lot for me to learn that. Um, And that's been one of my latest revelations that everyone and everything is a reflection of me and how I perceive myself. And the I am statements, um, and it's more than just affirmations, it's believing in yourself, Um, realizing that I believe in God. God created us perfectly in his mind. Yes, we, 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 you know, we have bumps in the road, we'll mess up here and there, you know, but he doesn't hold that against us. 
And the reality is, is that we're the ones who hold ourselves, uh, hold everything against ourselves. We shame ourselves. Yes, we, we allow yes, other absolutely. people to shame us because that's because of the reflection in the mirror. I find that a lot of us try to change other people when we should be putting our focus on ourselves. I agree. You know, even in, you hear about that a lot in relationships and, you know, I think we need to stop doing that. I think we need to stop. We can only change ourselves. We cannot change the people that we're with. We cannot change, you know, the people that we work with. We can align ourselves with people that, you know, we can choose who we want to be surrounded by. Right. But ultimately I, I completely agree with you. Like I do think it has to start with you and that's the, that's the premise of, of the show. Right. So the giving mm-hmm. starts with you. So I feel like you can heal one, you heal many. If you cannot take care of yourself, you won't be helpful to anybody. It took me a little while to realize that, though. It's not something like like with you. It's not something that I was um, taught to believe growing up. It was more just give, 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 right? It wasn't something that I think a lot of people are taught, really. I think it comes, you know, we realize that in a part of our lives where when we do hit burnout, and and we're we're somewhere where we're stuck you know that's when we start to realize hey what about me you know and it's not a selfish thing i think it's you really need to protect who you are and and discover who you are and really tend to that like i know this sounds odd but it's just like a garden right i mean it's it's gonna die your the inside your soul is gonna wither and die if you don't do something about it you need to figure out who you are how you can help yourself become at peace with you know with life life is tough for for many of us and it's how we move through that and how resilient we are we there's so much to learn on the topic it's it's incredible absolutely um you're right it is not selfish it's selfless actually to love oneself um it's necessary uh i can tell you from speaking from personal experience of major crashes and burns and public humiliations and to my parents as well. And I love my parents and, you know, and living under expectations of others. I had masks on. I wore so many masks to the point that those masks became bigger and bigger and became a fortress that I imprisoned myself in. And I, when I no longer could breathe, um, I could no longer see, I could no longer recognize myself. I was just a shell of a person that was going through motions. I realized I had to change. And ironically, it first came to light when I was at a conference in in Colorado two years ago and what I thought was about client engagement and client attraction basically how to gain more clients from a law practice Um, it was about connections and building true authentic connections when you speak to people and I wouldn't let anybody in I was fearful and it wasn't fear of them getting to know me. It was fear of letting myself see who I was inside. So that started my, my, um, my road, my journey to self, uh, discovery, self-development and really to 
clean out the tar that was the barrel of my soul. Um, and um, I, I love how you mentioned gardening. So, um, and I, I, I believe you're in Canada, correct? Yes, I am. Okay. Do you have mud? Okay. So I'm going to, you know, bear with me, uh, audience. There are two types of mud. Okay. There is, mm -hmm. I'm in Florida. So we have swamp mud. You have mud. And it is brown. It's thick. It can stink. It's not the kind that you want to be slopping around in. Okay. And then there's the good mud. And that would be the kind that I like, which is you go to the, you go to a spa, you get a mud wrap, you know, they wrap you up in this, uh, comforting, you know, uh, basically a blanket, a warm blanket after they apply this mud to you and they swaddle you. So you're very, you know, tied in and comforted. Um, so I bring this up because it was the good mud that brought me a huge, gift and realization from the universe. And so I was traveling last year and I, and I was in Greece and I uh, treated myself to a spa day and I was having a difficult time. Here you are in the beautiful, you know, turquoise water all around you. You're in this beautiful, magnificent islands of Greece. You would think that you'd be on the top of the world. And I was in misery. I was having very vivid dreams. I was questioning who was I to be on this trip with all these great friends of mine. Okay. And it was a girl's trip. And I was just having all of these, you know, negative thoughts were coming back or memories and I was punishing myself. And a friend of mine who she's, um, phenomenal. She's very spiritual. She was like, Lena, you need to go to the spa. Just do something for yourself. Get away from everybody, you know, and, and do something. And so here I was getting the mud wrap. I never had one before. And I got, I, I, I was swaddled up and the woman left the room and I ended up meditating and I was still new to meditation, but I got into a meditative trance and in a vision I was standing in this beautiful beachside lagoon. The water's turquoise blue. I'm wearing the most magnificent gown that flowed into the water. And beside me were three large stones that were like steps. And on this step was this man dressed in white linen, long flowy hair, and his hand was outstretched to me to lift me up onto the steps. And I wouldn't look at him and I wouldn't take his hand and I was crying and I was looking down in shame because in my mind, I wasn't standing in a lagoon. I was standing in thick, stinky swamp mud because I wasn't worthy to be with this man. I wasn't worthy to look up at this man. He stepped down, took me by the hand and lifted me onto the rock and he put his hand underneath my chin and lifted up my face. And he said, look at me, look at me for you are worthy for you are my child. I have forgiven you of all your past. So you should too. 
And I looked into his eyes and I realized that was Jesus. That was God. And I awoke. And I was at such a peace and I felt such a weight lifted off of me. And it was then that I realized who am I to continuously beat myself up? Who am I to continuously put shame upon me and hide behind all these masks because I don't forgive myself when God himself forgives me? And that was a huge revelation. And that was such a major, that was just such a major point in my life. Like I never had an experience of that before. And then probably four days later, I would still think about it. And I don't think it really touched upon me until I was walking, I was by myself. It was my last day um, in Athens and I was walking around and I started looking up the street and looking at the Parthenon. And I started laughing to the point that people thought I may have been a little, you know, crazy. Um, <laughs> we're walking in the street. Um, I just started cracking up going, oh my God. Have you ever had one of those amazing, like Claire, like the yes. light bulb came off in your head and it's like, oh my God, I get it. Yes, yes, I have. It was like. It's an it awesome like, moment. Oh my God, I got it. I understood what flow meant. I understood what to be was. I understood what being present was. I understood what it was to mean that I am love, that I am to love myself and I am love and that I am worthy because and I'm telling you, women, it is so true and it's so freeing that when you realize that you were created in love, that you are love and that you are worthy and meant for abundance, when you release yourselves of the past, learn from it, grow from it. I mean, that's what, you know, all of those steps make us who we are. But when we realize that, yes, we are worthy of putting ourselves first. Yes, we are worthy to go for our dreams. Yes, we deserve love. That we are loved and we are loved. And we are forgiven of everything. Shut the itty bitty committee in your head and go into your heart and be who you are and, and, and live your dreams. And that was my realization. And it, and it's not about future tripping. I make plans, trust me, and, and I'm an overachiever. So I tend to put my head down and I have to remind myself, go back. When I get stuck in my head and I get into little squirrel rat race, you know, but I call them squirrels in my head and I allow them to get me tangled up in something, I have to really sit back and reflect. And it, it, it was such an amazing experience and let's ironic is ever since then people have looked at me and going there's so much changed about you you seem lighter you seem more refreshed you look younger no um it's you know and that's just that's just from the outside yeah. that's not even yeah. how you feel yourself exactly what an incredible story like it's so true i think sh not sharing who you really are not loving yourself and not having all those things come out is really a disservice to you, but to everybody around you too, right? Oh, absolutely. So I tell people, get out of the mud. 
step into the beautiful waters or get onto the rocks. But the bottom line is, is that we need, you know, we need to pick up the feather, put down the bat. People used to tell me that all the time. I never understood what that meant, but it's the reality is, is that we were created uniquely and perfectly. And we, that doesn't mean that we have to be perfect. That does not mean pick up little miss perfect, you know, no, don't be little miss perfect. Don't be, um, I think we discussed this and you said it so perfectly. It's being imperfect and in, in every way, because we are living beings and, and we continue to grow and learn. But so long as we hold out that love for ourselves, then we can love others. We can love our children even more. We can be inspired because it opens the floodgates. When we get out of our heads and get into our hearts, that's when the miracles occur. That's when the divine inspirations happen. That's when, you know what, the things that you wanted, like say the job that you really wanted, all of a sudden you realize you got a better job offer. I mean, that's, that's, that's when things really start coming to be known. So it, that's, that's where my clarity comes from. And that's what I help my clients with. But I also help them with gaining clarity in their messaging and their voice. Because when you're your authentic self is when you truly can provide the best service. Yes, absolutely. Um, Coming from like, I know both of us are now in in that good place, which is which is amazing, but it was a lot of work. And I'm sure you'll agree, you know, first, I think you have to be open to the possibility. Like, I love that story you shared with us about the good mud and the experience that you had in Greece. That's amazing. And I think most people have that one moment that they'll just it'll just all click. But until that moment, I wonder what is it that we can tell Um, the audience, anybody listening at home, if you don't get that moment, what, what are maybe some of the ways you can change the way you're thinking is so that you can accept that you're worth it, that you're worth um, loving yourself. And it's tough, you know, because if you don't really, if you're not there yet, it's hard to be able to not really convince somebody, but um, try to explain why they need to do it, right, and take care of themselves. And you, I, I think you may appreciate this. Uh, so I have, I had uh, my business coach last year. She looked at me and we're, you know, we're working and it was a group program and we're, we're working together and she's giving everyone these, you know, business goals and business tasks and things like that. And then it came to me and she looked at me and she goes, you need to figure out who you are. I was like, what do you mean? I know who I am. I'm an attorney. I'm this, you know, blah, blah. She's like, no. She goes, you are so tired. She goes, you put everybody in before yourself. You are so beyond uh, hiding from yourself that you have, that you have no idea who you are. And until you do, I'm not giving you a business task. She goes, you need to figure out you. I am I want you to go on a retreat. I want you to take care of yourself. I broke down bawling, okay? Bawling my eyes out, thinking that I was going away to a prison. Oh, no. And because I had to go figure out who I was and how to be. Again, that word, be. I didn't know what it was. And um, so um, 
with her direction, of course, she's not going to let me out there because she realized putting me out there on my own was not the way to go either. Um, I started with a book called Artist's Way by Julian Cameron. Okay. And it's phenomenal if you haven't heard of it. It's a I haven't. Book. It's called The Artist's Way? The Artist's Way okay. by Julia Cameron. It is a 12-week, simple, every week you have a lesson or you, you do a reading, you have an exercise. Um, one of the first things it makes you do is you start with morning pages, which is basically you wake up first thing in the morning, do journaling. And I was never a big journaler until, you know, and I had to learn that. And I started, I started dabbling, you know, after I realized the connection and stuff, I started journaling and, but I would pick it up, let it go, pick it up, let it go. Well, this one made you, you know, you woke up and it's just a stream of consciousness. It's called morning page. So you first, you know, you wake up, you, you, you open up a notebook, you do whatever you start writing and whether you're writing a grocery list, your to do's. I mean, there was one morning where, I mean, I honestly, I was like, I have no idea what I'm going to say. I don't have anything to write, blah, 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 blah. And I just kind of, but what it was, was, is an exercise to get me out of my head. Mm. And so you start just writing and it kind of just three pages and then you rip it out, put it in an envelope. Don't reread it. Don't, you know, you put it in a box, you put it in an envelope, wherever. And you do this every day. And um, another huge lesson, uh, and there's exercises throughout the 12 weeks, but the, the, this, one of the, the continuous lessons is the morning pages, but then she called it an artist date. I call it a date with yourself. Once a week, once a week, and it only has to be an hour, do something for yourself. Um, a day for yourself. And... I realized that I put everyone and everything before myself that I wouldn't hold. I would always, eh, I can reschedule my date with myself. Oh, I can put that off. You know what? I don't need to do that. And it wasn't until it was called out. I was called out on it and I started crying because that's when I realized too that, and this was before the, the trip to Greece. I was called out on it saying, you know what? You put everybody else beforehand, but you're not, they're like, how can you expect anyone to respect you or find you worthy or your work worthy when you don't even have value for yourself, that you don't value yourself enough to take an hour a week to go to Barnes and Noble or to sit outside to do something that allows you to concentrate on you. No wonder why you feel like you have no value. So that whole undervalued part, that was me undervaluing myself. And I was reflecting that out. Oh, I like date others. with yourself. I love a that. A date for yourself. But you're right. Like sometimes it does take somebody from the outside to help nudge us, right? Like I think that if I was in that room and that coach said that to me, I too would start sobbing and I would be more thinking, oh my God, she's right. She, somebody finally understands what's wrong with me. Like, thank God for this person. You know, I think I would be so, it would be feel like a, a hug almost. It, it definitely was a hug. You know, it took me a while to believe it was a hug. I did not appreciate. I mean, she knew it too, because I'm like, every time I was like, what? why? <laughs> why? I, I, I mean, it was like, that was when she finally was like, 
did you do this? Can you do this? She goes, when are you? She goes, you know what, Alina? Nobody's, she was like, I'm done with you. I don't, you don't value yourself. I don't, I'm not wasting my time on you. You know, like, no, it wasn't tough even love. like she was trying to be me. She goes, but if you're not going to value yourself, yeah. And I get it because I do tough but love. But it worked. And so it worked because you know what I did? I took myself to Barnes and Noble. I love Barnes and Noble. Mm-hmm. Um, they have cookbooks. They have coffee. I just, I can, um, I, I, I collect cookbooks. Um, and so I started going to Barnes and Noble. And that first time I went and I really went, I ended up spending two and a half hours. <laughs> and you would have thought I had won the lottery. I came back out of there so blissful because I just, it was just concentrated on me. Did you find though, when you first walked into the store that you were a little guilty and unsure about what you were doing or were you just like ready to go? I was doing it because I was told to. Yes. So there was, listen, okay, I'm the baby Some in my hesitation. family by 10 and 8 yes. years. So there was little diva princess mode going, going, fine. If I have to do this, I'm just going to do it, you know? Yeah. So, um, and I got, I could do, definitely be the little, you know, mm-hmm. rope. that's another lesson. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, you know, it was like when I finally just let myself uh, enjoy the moment, and realized that I didn't, I had more than enough time. I didn't have anywhere to run to. I didn't have to do anything. I love, you know, I, I ended up just coming out like in a way that was before I kind of got into meditation, that was in many ways a meditative exercise because all I was doing was flipping through books and looking at the pictures of these beautiful recipes or or enjoying my coffee. I was people watching. I mean, it was like I was just sitting and I was enjoying the moment. Um, so that's so important. Even if you're beginning, just beginning. And and people look at me and they say that now I'm woo. Um, and, and maybe I am. I don't know. Um, but I do know that just waking up every morning, just having a stream of consciousness, and I have, I am now so good about my, my morning routine and I try to stick to it. And if I don't stick to it first thing in the morning, then I'll get to it some other time. But I wake up and, um, I, um, I am, have two cats. I don't have little children around, so I don't have to worry about taking care, making sure. But if you do have kids, I even tell, you know, I have friends they'll wake up an hour or two before everybody else does so that you can have that special time for yourself. Um, And I, you know, I come down, I fix myself my coffee, I clean up for the cats and all that. And then I sit down and I start writing. And then I'll do maybe a little bit of reading, um, whether it's a quick little spiritual reading or an article or something that I enjoy. And it's not news related. It's more self-development, personal development, more business development. Um, and I've grown that practice now that I do this, these um, affirmations and I work in the mirror and stuff. But initially, I mean, I, I would definitely say I get it, that you're, you know, I'm not by far no Dalai Lama or anything like that. But it takes some time. Um, 
like meditation. I still do guided meditation. Um, I, I started off with a, a just law of attraction apps and started figuring out which ones I liked. I'd like them where they're more positive and they're very guided. Um, I enjoyed Gabrielle Bernstein's meditation. She has one on gratitude and visualization that brought tears to my eyes, that vision. But, you know, um, meditation doesn't have to be about sitting or, well, in my case, laying down and half the time falling asleep. Um, again, but uh, it could be a matter of sweeping. I didn't realize. I, I love to sweep. It's true. Or even eating. I do a lot of eating uh, meditations. And one of my favorite meditations is just is standing upright in front of a body of water mm-hmm. and just watching, you know, the waves go by and watching them come and go and listen to certain um, meditations that go with that. Um, but when I do lie down, I do tend sometimes to fall asleep. But <laughs> I try not to do that, try to be more in the moment. Um I'm fairly new with meditation. I've been doing it maybe a couple of years. Um, but again, off and on, I need to be more structured with it. But wow, the first one I've had, it was just, it was more of a sound. I had people playing around me. We were in a group and yeah, tears just flowed. It was, it was so, it was so um, touching, you know, and just opens up your, it's amazing. It's amazing uh, tool for healing for sure. And it doesn't have to take a long time. You can, you know, if you have five minutes, do five minutes, you know. Do breathing. Mm-hmm. If you find, um, yeah, you know that how they say, like, if you're angry, you're supposed to count to 10. Mm-hmm. First of all, do 10 backwards, because if you continue, I, I have gotten to 100 at times. Yeah, help. so but, true. You know, I am Hispanic. I got to, you know. <laughs> I got the Cuban Latina thing going on sometimes. And, uh, you know, um, but I mean, joking aside, just, mm-hmm. just even breathing, like I'll be at the office and say all of a sudden, I'm just, I have to get in the right mind because I have to deal with a client. And, you know, and there's always those moments where you're like, oh my God, I got to call this client, you know, or yes. something where you have to do a task or whatever. And you start feeling yourself get to in your head or that anxiety or that, you know, that you, the, the, the tightness or something. Just take a big inhale, count to three, hold it for three seconds, exhale three seconds, then repeat. Do it five to six times. You'll be amazed how calm you are. Yes, just to be aware of your breath. It puts that, the the, the little squirrels or the mice to sleep. Um, When I said like, I didn't realize that sweeping for me, um, I used, when, when I used to have my home and had a pool, and I lived in central Florida and, had, and there were oak trees around during pollen season, your pool would be covered in pollen and stuff. And one of my favorite things was, and I felt it, felt it so peaceful was just being out there skimming the pool. Most people would complain. And I realized that it was so, I don't know if the right word is cathartic, but it just, to me, it was just listening to the, the net go through the water. Mm-hmm. It just having that, motion and it was just a repetitive motion of peacefulness but i get the whole thing about the waves like you know why do you think sound you know the wave machines you know the the plane is it's it's just that um i know people that do dancing they just dance yes. it out yep um, you know i water my 
my garden even when it doesn't need to be watered because it's just the motion and the water like the water's a lot for me and uh, for me music is a huge one music can put me yeah right into that you know that space I do. I agree because, and it depends on the mood. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, but yeah, I mean, it, it's, it definitely, it's just, at least for me, and you may, you're a little ahead of me on the meditation thing. I'm really probably would say past year and a half, really a little over a year and a half, really getting it, you know, but I don't practice it as much as I should. So it's I, something I need to be more conscious and make more time for. Well, I mean, and, and it's like you said, it's five minutes, it's 10 minutes. And, but even if it's a mantra, let's say you have a mantra. My gift to myself is the world. And I'm just reading what I, I just picked out, whatever right. I just saw. Um, my gift to myself is the world. My gift to myself. And you just say, I love you. Thank you. My gift to myself is the world. I love you. Thank you. Even say, I love you, Alina. I love you. Nelia, I love you, Sandra. Say your own name. Say, I love you. And you're saying thank you because you're thanking the universe for loving you. But even if you were to say like something like that a few times, it kind of, you know, it it gets you, the whole point of it is to get you out of your mind, get you out of the ego, get you out of the, uh, out of the thinking brain into your heart, into your feelings so that you can open yourself up. Um, at least that's my interpretation of meditation. I, uh, I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just, and you know, what you were saying about um, people with a small, if you do have young kids, what I used to do, I have one son now who's 13, but what I used to do when he was younger, because honestly, I hated waking up earlier than he did because I love to sleep. It's one of my favorite <laughs> things. I don't like mornings. I don't know. It's just, I'm more of a night person. So what I used to do would, would be, I would, wake up with him but I would find that time and actually teach him what I was doing so because I couldn't find the time to to do certain things and take quiet moments I would teach him how to do it so we would do it together and be sort of we would be alone but together you know and we would that would be my way of getting my time in sometimes he would be quiet we would learn you know listen to meditations and things and just be in our own space, but yet be together. That's the time, you know, that I could find at that moment, right? And it worked for me at the time. Um, so you can always find or alter, you know, the way you do things to be able to find the time. We would find the time to go to a meeting. We would find the time to go help a friend. You know, there's so many things, um, even for things that aren't important. So sometimes I hear people say, I just, I'm so busy. I don't have the time. I don't have the time. But you you have to make it you know you have to make the time i would say that even go a little step further is you have to make yourself a priority yes yes in the time that we have we have plenty of time we have more than enough time if you think about it and i'm like you i'm not a morning person i'm still (laughs) um, keep trying to say i'm going to get into the 5 a.m club but he keeps eluding me. Um, I'm also a night owl. <laughs> so, but you know, what I love is what you just said there, like that practice that you, you took your child and you guys were doing it together. I mean, first of all, love, love, love that you're teaching your child, you know, mindfulness and all that, but what a great way to bond. So I applaud you on that. That is such a great parenting time. To oh, thank you. Quality and, time. 
Thank you. It did help. It it actually it worked. It was great. I think you know I am his mom ultimately first, but we are the best of friends, and and I think it's because we take the time to to really do that together. See, that's beautiful, and I think that is. But it's it's it comes out to, and that's one of the things that one of the biggest takeaways I got out of the artist way, which the artist way, I, I, I do recommend that to people. I recommend it to my divorce clients. I recommend it to people all the time because it, in, in the 12 weeks that you go through and some of them are fun and lighthearted, the exercise, some of them are deep. It really does start opening up. And when you're about midway, you start realizing things are coming forward that you did not know that you repressed and stuff. And it allows you to heal. But, um, but the biggest takeaway is the prioritizing yourself. Um, uh, it's, I, I honestly, I, I just, we as women put everyone and everything before us. We think that we have to sacrifice ourselves to the point of, we're skeletons or we don't, you know, um, take care of ourselves. And I'm not saying that you have to glam it up all the time, but you know, there's some people, but I mean, I used to, I'm not into shorts. I like wearing dresses. I like putting on lipstick. Um, you know, my sister would tease me like I like to match and stuff, but part of that too was, it was a way to, at first, I didn't realize this. I used to, um, do that as a way of, shielding myself from others not allowing them to see my true self but now i mean for me it's like i i i enjoy taking care of myself even if i'm not wearing makeup i'm not dressed up you know i don't wear suits all the time or anything like that if i if i don't have to wear a suit i'm happy um but it's more of just learning that i had to prioritize myself to take care of myself um like I live on, I live in Fort Myers and I live on the river. So I will go outside with my, you know, my cats will be out there and we're just looking at the water and I'm enjoying a cappuccino, you know, or what I call a cappuccino, Um, you know, a frothy coffee, you know, with some almond milk in it. But it's just that little things, but it's that prioritization because we do like, I don't know how many times I've woken up in the morning with the start going, Oh my God, I got to go. I got to do this. I got to do that. That I'm just rushing, brushing my, you know, showering, brush my teeth, getting dressed, throwing makeup on while I'm driving and it's just go to go to go. And then I'm in a miserable foul mood and I'm short with people. And then I look at myself in the mirror going, ew, what am I ew. doing? Yeah. Like who is this? harpy of a woman is that exactly me? you know <laughs> it's like that's when I realized oh I skipped everything that I needed to do that I've learned and so I think that's the biggest lesson um that I try to partake on on my clients and you know friends or whoever is the importance of taking yourself first make yourself a priority because if you're not healthy if you're not whole if you do not show yourself love, you can't be there for others 100%. When you, are, when you burn the candle at both ends, that, wick, that flame does come out. You, and trust me, you don't want to be there. If you were to 
if I look at pictures of myself from when I thought I was doing great and I looked phenomenal and I look at pictures now and I see that I was like, I had a vacant look in my face. I was, um, I was gaunt. I, I had deep shadows. My eyes, you know, I, I, I didn't recognize myself. I started crying when I saw pictures of myself then because I didn't realize. Yeah, it's funny that you say that because I had a moment like that not too long ago, a few months ago. Um, I was looking, we went on a trip and uh, I was looking at a photo from the trip and we went on a mission trip and it was the first one we had ever done. And, you know, I mention this all the time, but because it's so important to me, I think is why I mention it all the time. But I looked at that photo and it's become, it's not the nicest picture of me by far. You know, I'm sweaty. My hair is all weird. My, you know, but it is my f most favorite picture. And I could, it was, it wasn't until that photo that I realized how unhappy I had been before that was taken. It was from that moment on that I was like, yeah, that's the moment I remember. That's how I want to feel every day for the rest of my life, you know? So I strive to feel the way that I feel in that photo. Um, and sometimes it does take one moment to just jump out at us. Like I just, I don't know, like you're really enlightening me with your story and with your mud, you know, with your, the good mud and just everything that you're saying is really resonating with me and I think is really going to resonate with people at home. And I really do want to read that book. I was looking for what is the next book I'm going to read. So I'm going to take your advice <laughs> and I'm going to read that book. You said it was by Julia Cameron. It's Julia Cameron, The Artist's Way. Uh, you will be get a notebook. It is 12 weeks. Um, you know, uh, I would suggest doing it with someone else, maybe even, or someone who's done it. And I, you'll be surprised how many people have actually done it, but, but, um, okay. Not to be a too much of a spoiler, alert, just remember, I warned you that in probably about, you know, week six or so, all of a sudden things are going to be like, you're going to be like, what kind of dreams are these and stuff. But that was the other thing too, is like, it really just, and that was when I was at Greece, I, w I just was doing this. I wasn't done and I, I was probably getting near the end and I think that really helped me open myself up what subconsciously allow the gates to open and ever since then um the the the, the barrier that I put in the the I mean Fort Knox had nothing on me of the of the walls I placed they came crashing down and I enjoy being with myself. Um, it's, it's, and I enjoy being with other people. And I, it, it's just, when you go through that process, you also realize um, how much stronger you are and how you're subconsciously, you are, you, and you'll see in the exercise, and I'm not going to give it away, but you're going to see that you hold those pages for a reason because you're going to read back on those uh, at some point and you're going to see a common theme. Um, when I read back through like midway of, of the artist's way journey, I read back through my thing and it was like, and one thing, a common theme, 
you are worthy, find your voice, you are worthy, find your voice. I didn't realize I was writing those. So it's, there's something to be said that within us, aren't that, that little voice that's way quiet, whispering, and wants to come out and tell you something, it's, it's telling you you are worthy, that you have a voice, that you have a message, that you have a calling that is meant to be shared but that until you're, I, I won't say until, when you place yourself in a position where you prioritize yourself and you love yourself and you are open to yourself and you are glorious, glorifying in your imperfection and that you realize, yes, I'm my I slipped up here. I made a mistake, but you don't shame yourself and you forgive yourself and you stop that train. Um, I call it the itty bitty, you know, putting your whatever expletive, you know, uh, committee, but stop the itty bitty committee, stop the choir from singing, let that, you know, put down the gauntlets and realize, you know what? I am forgiven. I forgive myself. And this makes me even better. You're fantastic. I'm so glad you're on the show. Oh, thank you. I honestly, I'm like, I'm, I'm kind of like listening to myself going, please, Lord, let me make sense. So I, I'm not even, you know, um, and I, I say this with so much zeal. Um, I have two nieces that are, well, I have four nieces, but the two oldest of the four um, are in their twenties and God, I love them so much. And I look at them and I am like, I'm in awe of them because they are so secure in who they are and they're, uh, and they're so secure that what their dreams are, what their happiness is comes first. And that if something or someone or the expectations of others does not allow them to be true to themselves, then they will give up that they, you know, they, they have those boundaries. And I mean, I'm about to turn 50 this year and I'm now feel like I'm about to turn one. I am, I am in my glory. And I, I mean, I am like, and that's why I tell people I, uh, I'm started empowered and fabulous. And yes, I say I'm the clarity coaching queen because it's the clarity of message that you have within yourself that you can share not only with yourself, but with others is key. But I also help with business people and clarity find their message of what their story is with their brand and their audience. And it's so easy because once you are clear on who you are, once you are clear on your purpose and your passion and the love that you hold for yourself, your inspiration, you're always under direct inspiration, but the walls are open, you know, are down the, the gates are open to receive. And that's when you do your best work. Yeah, there's no stopping you once you once you're clear. Absolutely. That is sometimes one of the hardest things is to zone in on that clarity. But it's you, you are 100% correct. I think that you Yeah, it's, it's the clarity of message is everything. Everything. Yes. Wow, you have taught me a lot today. I'm gonna listen back to this in a little bit. <laughs> and um yeah, this is amazing. So is there anything that we didn't touch upon today that you would like to share? I mean, I, I came in here really wanting to share with that self-forgiveness because through self-forgiveness, 
when you receive, when you have self-forgiveness is when you find your worth. And when you realize that you are worthy, that is when you are inspired. And when you are inspired is when you create those miracles or you're receiving and creating miracles and that you're impacting your, your impact among family and friends and, and the world is greater. Um, and it is truly with self-forgiveness is when, and with worthiness is when you become empowered and you are fabulous and women realize that your voice is needed more so now than ever, that your stories are so important. Um, and having that clarity of oneself is truly the, it just opens that the pathway for you to really achieving great things. So that's probably all I have. That's probably yeah, the biggest thing. Mm -hmm. Self-forgiveness is crucial, but scary, right? But so, so um, needed. It's so freeing once you I, go I, through it. Absolutely. And it is scary because look, um, Catholic guilt, Cuban guilt, whatever you want to be. I mean, I would punish myself more so than anyone. And I was, you know, I was always taught God is a forgiving God. Uh, Jesus, I mean, Jesus's teachings were all about love, love thy neighbor, love thyself as you would a neighbor. How often do we forgive others so easily or tell others, stop beating yourself up, let it go. It's okay. Okay. Yes, you made a mistake, but you have, you, 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 you made penance you have repented for that or whatever, now let it go. But yet we don't do it for ourselves. And yeah, I say that all the time. We're always so much harder on ourselves than other people. If we could just take our own advice. Show ourselves the compassion that we show others. It's like, just be compassionate. And I mean, I'm not saying that, oh, that this is a ticket for you to go and commit all types of atrocities. Absolutely not. This helps you become even a better person. Uh, I'm by no means, you know, saying that, but what I am saying is like, yes, we've made mistakes. Yes, we, you know, who hasn't, who hasn't, and we'll continue. I know I will, but that's part of my growth process. Um, uh, but the, 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 the reality is, is that we are very blessed. Um, I, I know I say God and Jesus, but I, you know, we have a, a, a higher being. We have a higher source that is forgiving and he is loving and he created each one of us for a purpose and in a unique and perfect way in his eyes. And, you know, look up, stop looking at the floor, stop looking down in shame, look up and see the beauty around you and see how many people that you have created beauty for. If, if people would like to learn more about you, where can they, um, can you tell us where to go find you and all your wonderful resources and all your wonderful things that you're sharing with uh, us? Absolutely. Um, so you can email me at Alina, A-L-I-N as in Nancy, A at empoweredandfabulous.com. I love that name, by the way. I also have a Facebook page and Instagram page, which is Empowered and Fabulous. You know, that came, it, talking about divine uh, inspiration, um, a year ago, a friend of mine called me up. She was doing her book tour and she was like, hey, I'm going to a woman's empowerment event. Would you like to speak at it? And I was like, sure. 
I just had, you know, I'm like, sure, I'm in Greece. I'm like, yeah, okay, great. I just had these epiphanies. Oh, okay. You know, like, I have no idea what I'm going to talk about. She goes, okay, I need, she goes, I'm going to tell my, you know, the organizer. I'm like, okay. The organizer texts me. It's two in the morning. She goes, I need to know what you're <laughs> going to talk about. And I was like, uh, from, uh, you know, and that's when I was like, from overworked and undervalued to empowered and fabulous. The woman's like, great. I'm half asleep. I send it to my friend. I'm like, hi. She goes, when? She goes, when did you get that? I didn't, where, where did that come from? I'm like, I don't know. It was half asleep. She goes, that's awesome. You know, I'm like, oh, good. You know? Yes. <laughs> a friend of mine who's an author, a PhD, you know, and I'm like, and that's the other thing I think I can, um, that I, I look at people and, and I say this all the time. I would always not see myself as worthy among others. I would always go, well, I'm just an attorney. Oh, I'm not, you know, oh, he's a PhD or she's a doctor. Like my, my big brother, he's a doctor. And, you know, oh, I'm just me. I, oh, I didn't, you know, and it wasn't until like my friend was like, oh, you know, Alina, do you realize how amazing you are? She goes, you've run nonprofits. You, you're, you've, you're back into private practice. You've volunteered and you've done some amazing things on amazing boards. She goes, why do you keep putting yourself down? Why do you keep diminishing yourself? And that was part of the lessons I had to learn about it too, was why do I keep knocking myself down? And then I realized why it, as women, do we diminish our abilities, our wins, our triumphs? We're afraid to own up to yeah. all our successes. Toot your own horn, girl. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Love that. I'm definitely going to check out um, your web, you know, your uh, Facebook page and, and uh, keep in contact with you for sure. Um, thank you so much for enlightening us and... I'm stoked. Like I know people are going to um, change the way they do things, you know, whether it's going like I know when I'm writing something, uh, if I need to do some writing, I'm like, well, I'm going to go do that at the park. At least I'll be sitting under a tree, you know, and I'll get something out of it at the same time. It won't just be work. Right. So it's just those little things. So I love some of the suggestions that you gave um, and how important it is and you know, you really made that come through today. So I really appreciate you coming on and, and sharing that with us. Thank you. No, thank you. I mean, again, this is such an honor for me to appear on your podcast. And um, I'm just getting out there now under the Empowered and Fabulous. And it's just, I really find it like just even your story and listening to your your other episodes and stuff. I'm just blown away and yeah. it is such a privilege to to for me to join you, for you to have me on this and I thank you so much because what you provide um allowing people to share their experiences and expertise and and to share your own um journey uh to where you've been able to heal and stuff is so important. So thank you. Thank you. The honor's all mine. And I'd love to have you back one day and we can, you know, talk about some other things that are so important out there. Um, I think you're going to have a great following and you're going to do great things. So congrats. Thank you. You're, you're kind of like, <laughs> you're my launch. So thank you. Um, <laughs>
absolutely i'll i'll spread the word no problem i i believe in what you're doing in your message so i love it oh, thank you thank you for tuning in to this week's episode if you enjoyed what you heard please subscribe or leave a review see you next week on the giving starts with you podcast